Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode. Today's features Ed Akers of this Local 636. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about their big party coming up uh, for 636 Day. And we got uh, into the podcast and all the things that Ed does around the community. So had a lot of fun hanging with him and talking and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, would like to say a big thanks to all of you that made it out to Debstock and for uh, your continued support with that show. We had a lot of fun, even though it was a, a rainy Mother's Day, but we uh, we had a great time. And uh, the, thank you again to the old Rock House for their support and helping uh, raise funding and awareness for brain cancer. Um, yeah, it was a great time. We, uh, we raised a lot of money, sold some shirts. And uh, there was a lot of filled the old rock house with love again. It was a big, big smiles on everybody's faces. And uh, hopefully we'll be back there again in uh, May and uh, 2024 doing it again. Um, if you uh, haven't yet, uh, you need to come check out Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs with over 25 rotating taps out there they've surely got some beverages just right for you and they've got all kinds of delicious food and uh great live music happening uh every weekend they do music out there thursdays nights is a uh, single bingo so join us on thursday may 18th for single bingo night friday may 14th josh littig and saturday may 20th steve kyle sunday May 21st, Lauren Hoffman. Uh, they're going to be getting get all their uh, food out there, burgers and nachos and pretzels and flatbread pizzas. Sit out there on the patio, large uh, patio space to take in some of this beautiful spring weather we have going on. Uh, you got your uh, outdoor bar there. You can play some games, have some fun, listen to some tunes, and just make a whole day of it out there at Friendship Brewing Company. Uh, get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram and friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And uh, you've been hearing me talk about it, but uh, the time has officially come and uh, they are opening up their Friendship Brewing Flint Hill location uh, with June 2nd being their kickoff to their soft opening weekends. Uh, they are uh, and then gearing up for a grand opening on July 29th with uh special beers food music prizes and everything else uh and they are partnering partnering with duke's barbecue uh for their new kitchen out there so big things coming gets plugged in with friendship brewing company at friendshipbrewingcompany.com today for more info uh, and if you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you all. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy brand new episode with Ed Akers of the local 636. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is Ed Akers, Local 636. You're listening to the Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot, could be rock, folk, country, a hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has, could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town, shame coming at you. Live and direct from ground zero, he's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, out in actually uh, St. Charles, Missouri today with Ed Akers. Yo, yo, we're in the afterglow, actually. The afterglow. I named this. Yeah, man. Yeah. This I, is a super cool space you got here. Yeah, thank you. Um, this is, I mean, I'm uh, I'm pretty jealous. This is uh, <laughs> what I want to do someday. Uh, you know, I, ta- I kind of told you just before we hit record that I wanted to... Uh, I have plans to build and I always kind of envision like uh building out the basement as like a little studio space yeah. for the pod and have like a and hope hopefully have like a maybe a hopefully a walkout to where our bands can load oh, yeah. some gear in and stuff and yeah. and then uh kind of turn the rest of it into this man cave type of thing and uh so basically what you got going on here uh I'd, I'd copy and paste over there so yeah this is fun it's a loft above the garage and it's always been yeah kind of my dream too to have a place where i could put a ton of music memorabilia and just kind of admire it right i mean you can't can't do much else but it's funny we have i was telling you earlier we actually have hosted a show up here which was one of my goals you know i wanted this space to be open for podcasting music stuff like that so pretty neat i love it i don't spend enough time up here but um the time that i do spend is enjoyed yeah maybe yeah i think it's uh obviously having all the posters and things like that like i don't know all those are just uh you know pieces of history memories and you know like time you can time travel right back to that day kind of thing where you what was going on and you're exactly uh, right man it's pretty pretty cool man yeah seeing seeing some of the bands yeah you're a hundred percent i think back to getting to the show if it was an out of town thing or the mm-hmm. stories behind it, what happened that day. Yeah. Sometimes even pieces of a set list or, you yeah. know, it's, it's fun. I've, I've tried to, um, I try to get them. A lot of bands that I listen to have a, a pretty easily accessible VIP package where mm-hmm. it might be, you know, the ticket plus like 50 bucks, but you get maybe a meet and greet, maybe some acoustic songs or some demos uh, and then, you know, like photo op and tour poster. And to me, that's always worth it. So yeah, that's just, yeah. The years of, of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's go back a bit. Uh, anybody that doesn't know you, uh, this, uh, what your story starts here in St. Charles or you, uh, you move well, how far back you want to go? Well, we'll go story back to the beginning. starts in Waco, Texas, Waco. December 30th, 1981. There it is. Out popped a little <laughs> yeah. eight pound, 12 ounce baby, uh, baby Ed. No, yeah, I was born in Waco, grew up, uh, from the time I was like two to through high school in Hazelwood actually, um, went away to college, came back 
all my friends from Hazelwood lived in St. Charles County. This mm-hmm. was 2004, 2005. So we had always come out here to St. Charles in high school, like, cause I grew up in Hazelwood. Right. <laughs> and so Hazelwood was fine, but you know, St. Charles just had newer, it had main street. It had just some different stuff. And you know, when you're 16, 17 and you get a car, you're like, well, let's go, Sure. let's go explore. So, um, yeah, we were always out here. And yeah, like I said, when I got back, everyone that I knew lived in St. Charles County. So that's when I moved out here. So Oh four, Oh five. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's when you became an official resident. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. St. Charlesian. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I told you, you know, a little bit of my story with growing up in Wentzville. So it's always the same, the same kind of thing. Like we would, we would travel down here because there was more yeah. options and went in than Wentzville and stuff. So, uh, having entertainment and things and I remember going out, my dad lived out here actually when I was growing up. That's another reason we came out here. My parents were divorced and my dad lived out here. And uh, I remember going to the Wentzville flea market with my oh, dad. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like it was, he lived in St. Peter's right at like Harvester in 94, I guess. Uh, I mean, it seemed like it was forever to get <laughs> right. from St. Peter's to Wentzville. Yeah. And it's what, 15 minutes, 20 yeah, minutes tops. Sure. But I mean, as a, you know, as a 10 year old kid, you're like, Oh, I guess let's pack a lunch if we're going to Wentzville. <laughs> right. But those are always good memories going out there. And yeah, uh, just I was big into like hockey cards. And so they'd always have those out yeah. there. I don't know. Yeah, man. We used to, uh, still every now and then when I get myself up early enough on a Sunday to go out there. But uh, is it still open? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think that you, you know, just like everybody didn't do much through the pandemic or anything. But, uh, but I think they're, as far as I know, everything's back going. I don't uh, even remember where it was. I just remember it was a big gravel lot and there was almost like a, not a shed, but like some sort of like warehouse-ish type yeah, there was, there was like a in. hall. Yeah. In the middle of it. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, I think it's all owned by like the rotary club or something. Okay. Kind of thing that area. So it's just like a big loop parking lot kind of thing. And then but, is it an old drive-in or did, am I making that up? Um, I, I have no idea. Okay. I don't, I don't know about any of that, but could have been, who knows, but we went to two, we would go to one in Arnold too. Yeah. And so that could have been that one. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we used to go up there and we, then we'd hit, uh, donut, uh, donut time or, uh, yeah. Donut time. Donut time. It was okay. the old, the donut shop there right by the tracks and, 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 uh, or, uh, West Allen grill was, a uh, right there also used to have, do like a breakfast buffet and, uh, donut time's long gone now after, um, I don't know. Seemed like, I guess with, uh, Walmart, Deerberg, Schnucks, oh, yeah. everybody else, all the other bakeries and so they just couldn't compete anymore. But, yeah. Taking over. So, but I used to drive through with like late at night I used to work, you know, evenings and you come through about one or two and smell those fresh donuts bacon. <laughs> it was dangerous, man. It's hard to beat. Yeah. A hot, fresh donut is oh, hard yeah. to beat. We've got donut King right here. Yeah. If you can catch, my favorite is the, um, chop suey. And if you can catch it when they're fresh and warm, oh, it's it's hard to beat. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, man. So I guess uh, what uh, what made you first uh, kind of start falling in love with uh, St. Charles, and you know now you know leading into where your your career uh, and your uh, you know your your I guess your passion and about St. Charles and stuff. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, you ready for a long answer? Yeah. You can skip forward. Uh, 
man. So I, you know, I, I meddled in a lot of jobs. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do when I got out of college. I've had a degree in or have a degree in broadcast journalism, but you know, that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, I hopped around in sales jobs and I finally, uh, 13 years ago, 2010 landed at farmers, uh, started my own insurance agency. And that's really when it happened because that's when I really got to know the community, you know, Mm -hmm. as, as just like a resident living in St. Charles going to work and coming home, you know, yeah, you go out to the grocery store, you go out to eat, you know, you go experience the nightlife or whatever, but being like being self-employed, being an insurance agent where you are literally have to get in people's business, right? Like you have to get know about them. If it's like a business, uh, policy that you're doing, you literally have to know about their business. And so I think just years of doing that really just ingrained me to the people in my, not only in my neighborhood where we lived in Frenchtown at the time, but yeah, just in the greater St. Charles, um, you know, uh, with insurance, I know it's not super fun and that's, we'll get to why kind of local 636 started, but you know, you have to either, you have to like network or you have to cold call or some combination of those to get business. Right. And so I always just preferred networking. And mm-hmm. so that just increased it. Right. So joining chambers of commerce, joining BNIs, which is like a, a networking group. Um, then in 2017, I joined this program called vision, which is like a leadership program in St. Charles that really drove home because you're, you're meeting so many people and players and learning how the County works. Um, uh, you know, I could talk forever about vision. It's a great organization, but that's really what kind of ingrained me in the, in the community was just getting to know those people involved from government to nonprofits, to just businesses and elected officials, people that just make St. Charles County work. And that's when it just, that love got deeper. And, um, that's, you know, I guess all of it led to the formation of local six, three, six, but yeah, it really started during the pandemic. You know, we've talked about that a little bit. Right. Everybody got bored, I think. And right. everybody started a podcast or a side project or a YouTube channel or something. Um, and right here where we're sitting, I started the the local 636 podcast. And um, so the brick, the, there was somebody else started the brand, right? Yeah. So there's a company called uh, Public Art Company. It's run by two guys, um, Dustin and Jordan. And I have known them. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly how. Just from I think just from being in the community, they had they had a a location in Frenchtown at one point. Um, we had some friends in common. Uh, like I went to high school with Jordan's brother. We went to went to church with some people that Dustin knew. So I'd, I'd known them for a while. Yeah, they started Local Six Three Six also during the pandemic, um, as a way to promote local business and and to get people out and and visiting restaurants and stuff during the pandemic safely, of course, but they had a deal where if you brought in a receipt, you would get either a free t-shirt or $10 off a t-shirt or something. They had, you know, the logo and, and, uh, built up somewhat of an Instagram. Um, so the story goes that I wanted to do a podcast. I didn't know on what I thought music at first for obvious reasons, but, um, you've kind of got that cornered here in St. Louis (laughs) And I don't think what I like, you know, is far reaching enough to do anything. So my wife said, you should talk to other business owners. 
you have a, an interesting story of how you started. You know a lot of business owners. You know their story. And that's really what people like. And so uh, I you know, thought about it and I approached Dustin and Jordan and said, hey, I've got this idea to do a podcast. I want to interview all people from St. Charles. Business owners, interesting people, maybe cover some different kind of events. I said, you've got this local 636 brand already. You've got an Instagram You've got logos. They're awesome at, at design. Uh, awesome. Just hands down. Amazing at design. And I said, let's, let's call it the local 636 podcast. And it turns out they had wanted to do a podcast as well. Just, you know, didn't have the manpower time, et cetera. So yeah, we kind of partnered up there and that's how, that's how the local 636 podcast was born. Um, and then what really started me uh, with the brand. I was looking for the poster because I, I think it's over there. I'll show it to you later. But Emery, who we were watching earlier, um, I've hosted them a couple times before. Uh, once at an old house, once in Frenchtown at um, Driftwood. Driftwood Music, not in Frenchtown anymore, but, but hosted them there. Um, around that time, they were coming back and they always put out things on Facebook or social media saying, hey, fill out this form if you want to host us. Um, Hosted them at La Belle V, um, and we kind of called it, I'm using air quotes, a local 636 show. It really wasn't, but it was neat for me to say, like, here's my podcast promoting this show, right? Right. I actually paid them to, I paid Emery to let me do that. Yeah. Like, I lost money, um, which is fine, but we printed posters, which which I'll show you. We printed some t-shirts that sold at the event. Um and like I said, promoted as a local 636 event and um, just had a great reception, great turnout. Um, and then that night I went home, had had a couple beers, of course, uh, went home uh, and was telling my wife, I said, I don't, I don't really know what this means, but I said, I want, I want to own the whole local 636 brand. I want it to be mine. I think it's, I think it's for me. And she was like, okay, yeah, I can see that. Still not really sure what that means or what the brand even does. Mm -hmm. um, didn't say anything. About a week later, went to meet with Dustin and Jordan to do some editing for the podcast. And they go, you know, we think you should own the local 636 brand. <laughs> right. And I was like, you know, it's funny that you say that. And so, yeah, just a couple of weeks of us talking and kind of working out what that meant. Um, and then it was mine. And then... Uh, took on two investors who are now my business partners. Uh, and yeah, we're still working out everything that local 636 is, but we've definitely taken it on a different course and made it something very different than what it started out as. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's cool to, you know, I've been friendly with you for a while now Yeah. and, uh, just watching you grow from there already. Like is you know, it's cool to see, man, like the, uh, uh, in just the podcast, uh, I was thinking about, let's start with that. Like where, what, what, what was it about podcasting that made you want to get started? What, what were you, did you have a couple you were listening to and yeah, think like this is something I want to do? Yeah, definitely. Um, during the pandemic, I, I got into listening to podcasts. I'd always podcasted, um, this AM radio show that I listened to just cause I can't listen to it when it's on the air. So I'd always had podcasted that, but I've never had explored anything uh i happened across 
I think this also started during the pandemic, the, the ringer podcast network. It's like a, have you heard of it? It's mm-hmm. uh, it's Bill Simmons. Who is like the Boston sports guy. Okay. He started Grantland. He started the ringer network, which is all like entertainment and sports music. But he started a podcast called the rewatchables where they, where they cover basically like a, it's not necessarily a classic movie, but all the great movies that you love. And there's three people and they talk about them in kind of like a, in a pop culture kind of sports music kind of way. I know that's hard to kind of imagine, but mm-hmm. it's, it's super interesting. So yeah, I started listening to that other shows on the network. Um, and then having a, having a degree in broadcast journalism have always liked kind of this side of things. Um, talking, hosting. I thought I would like editing more. Mm-hmm. Don't like that at all. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really, well, I didn't really know anything about it when I started, but editing is become something I do actually enjoy. Like it, sure. is, it is kind of fun for me to, to take it from just a audio interview or whatever and actually make it a, a, a show. You know, it's like properly... Uh, you know, I'm putting a, I don't really do a ton of editing, but you know, just, it's nice to watch it kind of come to life. You know, it's like actually dropping in the theme song and putting in the songs and editing and everything and making the song sound right and stuff. Yeah. And, I totally uh, get that. Right. I thought that I would enjoy it because it, you are, it is art. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're taking all these raw files, all these things, and you're putting them together, you know, to make a presentation. Right. Um, and I, and I like I like building stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, I've built my insurance business. I'm building local six, three, six. I like, I like doing that and I like creating, but I don't know if it was the, you know, I'm editing on my laptop without a mouse right. square. Like, I feel like if, do you have like a, a nice setup for that or yeah, how do you do it? Just, just a laptop, just know? a laptop. Yep. Okay. And, and um, that's about it. Like, I mean, see, I feel like I'd need like two or three screens, yeah. big speakers, like, you know, the stuff that you see and, Right. Uh, I tried that and it's just, I think it's, there's a point for me where it's almost too like, um, it's almost like too exact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause you have to like, especially when I was starting my podcasts were rough boy, rough, <laughs> you know? So I'm editing, taking clips out where no one has said anything or where I, burped or what, you know <laughs> right. what I mean and it's just like oh this is so annoying yeah now I make it pretty easy on the guy that produces it where I there's hardly any editing yeah you know we just kind of keep it up I mean that's that's the that's the trick like uh you know same thing for me when I started we didn't know what we were doing we, yeah we bought a mic and hit record and start trying to figure it out so like now you know I've been doing this almost nine years and it's like you learn how to nine years yeah it may Man. be yeah, it may be nine years of it uh, you learn how to like self-edit, you know, you, well, you want to get better, more comfortable on the mic. So you learn how to be a better broadcaster. Right. Uh, you learn how to, uh, make as much stuff better pre, so you don't do as much editing in post, yeah. you know, it's like you, so that's why I've been really like diving into like audio quality, making sure I'm in a quiet space like this or something, you know, anything like that, like at first we started recording all kinds of random locations and it's like, this is not exactly, <laughs> it's fun, but it's not ideal for a listening uh, audience. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so anyway, I've been trying to do all that, but as you know, it's a, it's a progress, it's a, you know, 
it's so you got to put in a lot of work to just make it right. For sure. And, and uh, it's nice to see that your work is paying off. You know, like yeah, you, like you man. said, you got a you got a really quality product now. Uh, you got your you've added video to the show. You've uh, you got a nice little uh, space you record out of. Um, yeah, I got to give a shout out to Let's Groove Entertainment, Let's Groove Studios. Yeah, we have a a good partnership. Actually, I met with you and was kind of throwing around. I mean, we had this conversation at Shamrocks, like right. basically the same conversation we just had about how I didn't like editing. Yeah, man, I was losing episodes. I mean, I'd record a thing, the freaking card wouldn't be in there, whole episode, and I'm like, yeah, yeah that we didn't get any of that. Whoops. <laughs> and I ones that I did get, I would lose, like just in the from transferring them. I, I just, you know, not not a strong suit for me. Yeah. But yeah, Angel uh, reached out to me and he's like, hey, let's let's do a, a deal, let's do a partnership, and yeah, it's great. Had had you on and. Yeah. It's a good spot. Yeah. I don't have to do anything except show up and talk. So, <laughs> And then you guys have been doing some mobile ones. Uh, I saw like uh, over at um, uh, the coffee shop yeah. and a um, couple of things like that. Yep. We did um, PJs yeah. and we did Missouri Wild Alchemy. Um, that's a beast, man. A, I mean, you've, you're doing a, f- uh, a version of that, right, with setting up live, but there with the cameras and the sound. And I mean, it's it's like 45 minutes to an hour of setup. Yeah. Then the podcast, then, you know, 30 ish minutes of teardown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fun. It makes for a good final product. I mean, it looks, it looks good and they're really good at, uh, at doing that. Yeah. So I enjoy those. Yeah. I'd like to do more video and all that kind of stuff. But with being that, so I'm going to do it all by myself and, and work yeah 65 hours a week sometimes and Ooh. stuff like that so it's like you know it's not enough time you know it's that kind of thing something's got to give and, exactly and uh that's one of the things but i think like mentioning earlier maybe having like more of a proper studio space someday in my house uh, or something like that that's the goal yeah i think then it would be make more sense to like have like fixed cameras where i can right do that and not have to set up and break down yeah because you could get something to set your iphone up on but then that's another thing you got to carry it's then you've got to sync you know you're talking more editing because you got to sync the audio with it and that's i mean probably more stuff that i don't even know about but it's a lot more work for sure someday yeah but yeah get there but yeah it's fun man it's uh just like yourself i you know i think like uh you know whether it was through the insurance business or through the podcast it's fun to network yourself around the city meeting all kinds of cool people and um getting to share their stories and yeah i love it yeah i just like talking to people i like yeah same same as you you had you had the jump on it though nine years yeah i'm sure you told me this in one of our conversations but how did how did that like nine years ago who was podcasting i mean there was a lot out there like i actually i listened to interview with tom segura the other day and he said he started in 2012, I think. Wow. Or 10, maybe. Something like that. So he's been doing it for a long time now. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's, you know, somewhere 12, 13 years or something, probably. Whatever it was. But anyway, just like there was a lot of comedians doing it. I think that was like kind of right. the, some of the first guys that really learned that they, they could have build an audience touring and then that you could use the podcast to plug dates and stuff in there coming to their cities and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a real, it's a real interesting format because <coughs> you know, it's still 
kind of the wild, wild west, you know, even though it has been around for 13 years or however many, I mean, it's not regulated, right? You know, it's not, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can show whatever you want. You can have as many podcasts as you want. You know, you can kind of use it for whatever. Yeah. I've had a lot of people like, you should go, you know, work for the point or do, you know, this kind of like, I don't know. Like, I think, I mean, yeah, those opportunities would be cool, but yeah. at the same time, I like doing what what I do. Like, I I like that it's, I can record when I want, where I want, unedited, you yeah. know, like I don't have to censor anything because of the, you know, yeah. whatever. So it's nice to, uh, that I, I, that's what I like about it. Just the freedom that I can do whatever I want with this show. So yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's kind of like editing. It's like, it's your creative expression. It's your art, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, you, uh, you've had some, uh, quite a few of my friends on your yeah. show and, uh, already. And, uh, it's been fun to listen to some of the other ones that I don't know people and like learn their stories too. So, um, learning, uh, like I said, the wild alchemy, like, uh, learning a bit, bit more about the, uh, medical marijuana side of things, um, and all through their business, uh, the, the cannabis and yeah, that was interesting. And I, I like it too, because, you know, I'm learning to, uh, I'm learning too, like just kind of as we go. And yeah, I mean, it's, I think the most interesting thing to me about that one was the fact that it is so heavily, I mean, I said it probably a million times, but it's like, I think so many people think you can just walk in and buy weed. It, like, that's not how it works at all. Right. <laughs> you have to be registered i mean you have to go in with a guest like you you can't even just walk in by yourself like you're with someone that works there they're explaining things to you you can't really touch anything uh i mean and so yeah i like i like just kind of exposing that and um and just learning learning stuff and it's fun to be in businesses it's we're trying to get in more if anyone's interested in having their business on the local 636 podcast yeah it does cost some money to 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 get us out there but uh I think it's worth it. Some good exposure. Sure. Yeah. And we're talking about them today. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, like I said, it's just cool insight into our community. Uh, I think it's a really a cool thing you're doing I appreciate with, it. Uh, with the podcast. And like I said, you can find the audio on all your favorite podcast apps. You got the video up on the, the YouTube channel Yep. and uh, you can follow along with local six, three, six on your Facebook and Instagrams. That's right. Uh, but we have a big celebration. We do. Uh, for everything, all your work you've been doing, and nice little highlight of our uh, community here. And this is a local 636 day happening yeah. on June 3rd. June 3rd. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, man. So a lot of people get caught up with that around that point. It's June something. <laughs> right. <laughs> 314 days really easy. Yeah. Because it's. Three one four, which uh, you know. So last year, I guess you you did it on June third at six p.m. Yeah, we like, kind of got to be creative uh, with yeah, that last six. Yeah, yeah but, six three at six. So that one worked out really well for yes. that. But this year we're just, we're 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 still uh, we're pretty close. We'll still be partying at six o'clock, but we're getting started a little earlier. Yeah, we're gonna start at three. And uh, one of your buddies, and thank you for the um, not really hookup, but for the introduction on this. Uh, Steve Ewing, yeah, is kicking off the day. I, I like and, that you say uh, that's my buddy. Like, but yeah, yeah. He, I said I like that you say he's my buddy, but yeah, he he. Uh, I he's mean, more yours he, than mine. He is. I I, I but uh, I, I'm. It's still weird to me that to think that Steve Ewing's my friend, but it's weird to me that he's opening a thing that I'm doing. <laughs> right. Like I, we were talking about the urge off mic before, you know, uh, like when we were growing up, and 
it's it's just this thing of they were I mean, forget that they were from St. Louis. It didn't matter where they were from. Yeah. They were at the top of my list, you know? Yeah. Um, and funny enough, man, I, there was a couple of years ago, there was like an album challenge thing. I don't know if you saw that on my Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. Dude. It yeah. popped back up, yeah. you know, just like clockwork, a memory. I think it was yesterday and it was the urges uh, receiving the gift of flavor. And I had a little, I fancy myself. I like to think I'm like a music columnist, right? Where I can yeah. write this great, here's what this album means. Um, but yeah, it popped up the other day and I'm like, Man, this album came out in 95. I'm stoked 28 years later. Yeah. 28 years later, he's playing at a festival that I'm putting together. Yeah. Like, it's pretty rad. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I think I told you a little bit about it, but when I first uh, got going with this, it was always a goal, too, kind of like to have us, you know, a yearly celebration. Uh, and the first, Steve was doing um, these, like, acoustic brunch shows at uh, steve's hot dogs and i was like piggybacked on his ideas like hey how about i book one of these you know i think it could be cool like, yeah i'll bring some friends over and you know he he doesn't have to worry about booking bands that particular sunday yeah and uh he's like cool yeah and uh, so i brought in some groups uh that was at his location yeah at, okay. to at tower grove steve's hot dogs when he was at the old location next to tiktok tavern and uh and then i'm getting sent him some ideas uh and he goes, yeah, cool. He's like, I'll play. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so the, again, for, first like thing I actually put together, Steve's, you know, playing there. Him and Adam played an acoustic duo that day and yeah, did like a bunch of classic urge tunes, uh, stripped down like here in liquor store and stuff, and oh, yeah. uh, and or up all night. If, Go it, yeah. Get my pick up. Yeah. It's so funny to me, like. It's like, cause I, I was telling you about the, or I said on here about the Emory thing. I mean, that's a band that I really look up to and that's a national touring. They were on a major label, um, band, you know, not that they are like supersede the urge, but they were just, they're just more popular nationally. And so you book these bands and you talk to them and you're like, Oh, you're just like a regular dude. Yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. It's so, it's so weird. Cause I think, I don't know if you're anything like me, like you build like you kind of build it up and you're like almost intimidated by these sure. people because you're listening to them and they've got these godlike voices, you know, and you've been singing along to their songs for however many years. And then he's just like, Oh, I'll play. And you're like, well, Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think that's the, the key is just like treating them like real people. I mean, like, you know, that's, I feel like that's the only reason I've ever got anything around some of these people like is because I, I'm, Inside, I might be geeking out, you know, like, yeah. oh my God, this is, you know, like, this is really happening. But on the outside, I try to keep, keep it cool and just be, treat them nice and, you know, be friendly and stuff. And, uh, and not just like, uh, you know, constantly asking for autographs or whatever, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be uh, awesome to see Steve out there. And, uh, and we got, uh, Inimical Drive doing like a strip down. Yeah. Have you seen their tour announcements, by the way? Yeah, they, Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. They're hitting it hard this year. They're they're supporting OTEP. Yeah. They're opening Point Fest. And then they just announced the tour with Bad Wolves. Yeah. I mean, and then crazy. Playing. And then, yeah. Saint and Charles. then playing 636 Day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. I didn't know where to put that in All the right. order of. <laughs> yeah. They're playing um, Inside La Belle V. Uh, which is a cafe on Second Street, uh, right across from Good News Brewing. 
they're going to do a stripped down unplugged set. So mm-hmm. I know they've done stuff like that before. They don't do it too often. No. Uh, yeah. But they're playing from five to six inside LaBelle V. Well, if anybody knows much about Inimical, they're pretty aggressive, hard, heavy, yeah. loud rock and roll music. Heavy, not scary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I love that they've, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and there's been, you know, the, obviously the uh, MTV Unplugged sets and all those cl- that we grew up with and things. Yeah. So like. I love when bands do something like this where you get a different side of what they do. Yeah. And uh, it's very cool to see that they've made a whole set like this. And like uh, they did like a uh, right before, uh, it was maybe a little over a year ago or something. They did like a, uh, a album preview th- party type of thing with for the fans. Uh, and they did like a, an acoustic set like that. And yeah. It was like super cool, just a really like intimate thing. And, um, but, I love hearing Joel actually sing some of the stuff. Like, He's got a great voice. Yeah. And it's funny because I, you know, obviously we're, we're buddies a little bit and I'm like, man, I, I would love to have you at 636 day, but yeah. I don't think that would go over too well. Right. <laughs> you know, if they bust out and open with something and start screaming, it's yeah. like, I don't think people are going to enjoy that. And that's when he, he was like, well, we can do, we can do something stripped. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to maybe introduce a cover or two, which they don't normally do. And yeah. I, I would say, I don't want to say ever, but I don't think that they've done that in a while. At yeah. Least. They're not what they're known for, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. I think there's some good, I was thinking of some covers. Uh, I think there's some good like nineties alt songs that his voice will sound good on with Joel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. you'll have to come to six, three, six day to find out. But, nice. Yeah. But yeah, they're playing five to six. Uh, I think they're going to do something similar, like maybe a Q and a, uh, but La Belle Visa cool. It's a great restaurant, but it's a great spot for a show like that too. Yeah. Uh, just the setup. And when we had Emery there, it's, it's kind of perfect. Uh, just the room is a, it's a good room for that. So yeah. That should be fun. And then you, uh, you got, uh, Russo and co, right? We've got Russo and co. We've got, uh, someone before then too. Yeah. We've, so we've oh, got yeah. two stages this year. Yeah. Uh, technically we have like eight stages, but we have, because we have some, uh, some people playing on porches, just kind of some random, um, you know, out on the street, they'll be kind of jamming. Uh, there will always be live music at this event. So mm-hmm. from the time it starts at three till the time it ends at 10, right. there's always going to be someone playing uh, on one of the different stages. So you got uh, Kurt Copeland and the consequences. That's right. They're going to yeah. be playing on the Missouri wild alchemy stage, which is actually uh, Russo's truck. Yeah. Have you seen him play on the truck before? Yeah. So that's our second stage. He played on Russo played on that last year. He kicked us off last year at six. Uh, and he's kind enough to, uh, let us borrow the truck again to use as a stage, yeah. which is just kind of fun. Sure. It's kind of fun to see a band up there. Yeah. It's a nice, cool setup he's got going on. Yeah. There. And you mentioned, I didn't even realize this Kurt Copeland of the consequences. He's, he's, uh, he's been around a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got a lot of ties to the community, uh, through, uh, the radio. Uh, yeah. Then I forget what all he's worked for a couple stations. I, I'm pretty sure mostly like, uh, at Y 98 at the time. Yeah. Uh, I think he left for a little while, took a job like Minnesota or something, maybe something like that up North Hmm. and then came back. Uh, but, but yeah, he's been working real hard. Um, he got out of radio and been working real hard making music his life and, uh, writing songs and, 
he's been playing around St. Louis for quite a while now playing music. So I love that man. Part of, um, part of that whole experience with booking, um, Emery at La Belle V, you know, way back two years ago, whatever, before uh, local six, three, six was what it is kind of spurred this whole thing because, you know, one thing I've uh, obviously being interested in music, one of my goals is to get some live music down here in St. Charles to get just some, <laughs> you know, I was going to say more, but there wasn't any. Um, so just to have some, just to bring some bands down here and, um, you know, St. Louis is great. And I, I love going to the venues over there and seeing stuff, but like I wanted stuff to come here and bringing Emery here, uh, was a thing for me that said, well, you can actually do this. Mm-hmm. Like this works, right? You don't have to have a venue, you know, you have, you need a cafe or you need a space and you need to let people know what you're doing. Um, but that's, that's always been my goal here was to, to, to bring live music and to support, you know, those artists that, that are trying to make a living doing it, support them and be able to give them a space to play and an audience out here to where they don't have to, you know, go wherever. Yeah. So yeah, we're excited to do that. And then, yeah, you mentioned Russo. He'll be on the Lindenwood university main stage. Uh, and that's going to be at eight o'clock. He's got some, uh, some stuff he's going to pull out too. There should be a couple surprises here. Six, three, six day. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, I think it's fine. I was teasing him the other day. He goes, uh, is that something about like, a little while back? Like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think we're going to be gigging that much this year. I think we're going to take, you know, and I'm like, well, first when he, even when he said it, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about that. And then all of a sudden, like he's everywhere, you know, he's like, he's got, uh, he's, he just did, uh, played the Hawthorne yeah. for his first headlining show in St. Louis. Uh, he's playing my party, Debstock for mother's day. He's playing six, three, six days playing boots at Bush. Yeah. Uh, he's been down to Texas. He's yeah. been, I mean, I mean, it's like him and inimical drive. It's almost like this thing where they've, been, they've both been at it for, well, Russo has a little bit different background, but they've both been at it for like 15 plus years. Right. And they both at a similar time are just kind of hitting, right. Yeah. And getting these chances. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, uh, and I think a lot of that is just, you know, timing was one, but just like when, when you're a good person yeah, and people want to root for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the case for both of those groups. Like they're just great guys and you want the best for them. And yeah. And it's, you know, so when they start, you know, chain reaction kind of thing, that's all these doors start opening up. And, uh, and the next thing you know, they're out there, you know, chasing that dream. So it's something else I, I like about both bands is they have, you know, you can, you can work hard and bust your ass and maybe you'll get noticed. Um, but both these bands guys have created opportunities for themselves. They both have converted, you know, trucks or buses <laughs> right. into something they can use because they didn't have, you know, inimical drive didn't have, uh, pick, I mean, pick a band, whatever say, Hey, come out on tour with us. Here's a bus. Mm-hmm. You know, Russo didn't have that. They've had to create their own. They've had to build this up from, from nothing right. and make their own opportunities. And, uh, you know, there's a saying in, uh, in bit, well, I don't, it's not in business. It's just in life in general. When someone's like, Oh, lucky, that person's lucky. Luck is when 
hard work meets opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they've both been working hard. Uh, and they, you know, this opportunity has come at, at the right time when they're just in line, you know, finishing these, these buses and making these stages. And, uh, I just love it. Cause I feel like that's me. I feel like I'm the underdog too. Right. I've been, I try to scratch and claw and, uh, and, and find a way to, to make a name for myself. And it's like, well, no one, you know, specifically with like radio, we've talked about, no one's going to give me a shot at radio. Mm. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to do my own podcast now, 20 years in between there, whatever, but you know, um, no one's going to have, no one's opening a venue in St. Charles. Okay. I'll book a band at La Belle V. I'll book a band here at my house. Uh, we've talked about doing one at Frenchtown tattoo. Cause that's really just a big open space, you know? So, I really admire that about both of those bands is just kind of like making their own way and saying, we're going to, can I cuss on here? Sure. We're going to fucking figure this out. <laughs> All right. You know, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, well, come on out. Uh, this is, uh, now is it free ticketed? What's it is the, free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good question. So uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff, I, I would say even all the stuff we do with local six, three, six, we want it to be free. We want right. it to be, accessible for people community um we want kids and families to come out this is totally kid friendly uh fa i shouldn't say kid it's family friendly yeah um we do have a kids area i'll kind of if you don't mind can i kind of run down some of the yeah. stuff we've got going on so yeah it's june 3rd uh three o'clock it is in frenchtown raise your hand if you know where frenchtown is you know where it is <laughs> but uh it's, it's on north second street so it's the street just north of maine uh, if you need like reference points to map it, it would be Good News Brewing, Frenchtown, or La Belle V. It's going to be right there. It's going to be a block party. Um, we will have food and beer vendors. Um, You're not allowed to bring in outside stuff. So we, we'll have vendors for those things. Uh, but yeah, Ewing kicks us off at three uh, on the Lindenwood Maid stage. We've got some porch players going after that uh, that'll be kind of scattered around. Those porch players are brought to you by uh, Trudy Pagano, who's a realtor, Duchenne High School and First State Bank. Uh, we've got, as we mentioned, uh, Inimical playing Unplugged inside La Belle V on the Unplugged stage. Kurt Copeland and the Consequences at six. They're going to be on the Mo Wild Alchemy. I still don't know what we should call it. Truck stage? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Russo's truck. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing at six on the truck stage, uh, sponsored by Mo Wild Alchemy. Uh, Russo and Co. from eight to ten back on the Lindenwood stage. We've got a ton more going on than that. It's not just music. We're gonna have some uh, some live art, some activations. We've got a whole kids area uh, where we're gonna have first responders. We're gonna have paint by numbers. We're gonna have some like backyard outdoor games, uh, some crafting stuff. That's brought to you by the Academy of the Sacred Heart. Um, let's see what else we have. We're going to have a 360 photo booth. These things are really cool. Have you seen these? I don't think it's so. like a, it's like a, you stand on like this circular platform. You can fit maybe three, four, five, six people on there. And there's an arm and there's an iPad on the arm and it just spins around, but it takes video and I guess it snaps pictures, but it's, you kind of make this cool kind of scenery and it's, you know, it slows down, it speeds up. Uh, they were at an event that I was at, uh, makes for some really cool content and really cool pictures. Yeah. That's free. That's brought to you by St. Charles, uh, regional chamber of commerce. Um, 
And then we've got street performers, uh, all kinds of vendors, and um, it's going to be awesome. We'll have a toast at six thirty-six, so we'll have a we're going to make Kurt stop playing, and <laughs> we'll get up on stage and and have a toast. Um, the whole thing is presented by Stay Loggy, uh, which if you're looking for if you've got like out of town guests, he he runs a lot of Airbnbs uh, in St. Charles and actually all over. Um, so before you go to like Airbnb to book something, go to Stay Loggy. That's L A G E Stay Loggy. It's just cheaper if you don't go through those, you know, VRBO. They yeah. tack on all those fees. Um, local six three six, of course, and then St. Charles City, who's just amazing to work with as far as you know, getting permits and getting the stage and helping us out with bands, and um, definitely wouldn't be possible without uh, without them and without our sponsors. So yeah, man. it's gonna be an awesome day. Totally free. Bring your friends, bring your kids. Didn't you do like um like a live um shirt pressing thing last year? So public art does that. Oh, yeah. Um we've been wanting to do that. And as of last week, one of my business partners uh in local six three six is actually our screen printer. She just bought all their equipment. So we are able to live print now. Yeah. And if you have you seen have you been to an event where they have that? I've seen, yeah, I've seen variations of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, you just, you know, you have a bunch of blank shirts, yeah, right. designs, you kind of match it up and we print it right there. And it's, it's just kind of neat. I mean, it's no different than how your shirt was made, but mm-hmm. something about seeing that, you know, in person and picking out your shirt and picking out your design. It's almost like, uh, you remember those family vacations to like Florida or even like the Ozark yeah. street airbrush shirts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Something about seeing that done right in front of you makes it you know, makes it more special. Yeah, definitely. So we'll be able to do that. I'm not sure if we're going to do that at six, three, six day, but we will be able to do that very soon. Okay. Cause you've yeah. got a, a lot of great designs. Like you're talking about these. So more is more than just a podcast. So you're obviously doing all this stuff around the community, but you have like a great brand, you know, image and everything of six, three local six, three, six. And we're, um, you know, you can come in and buy some shirts at some of the local shops. Right. And yeah, definitely. Stuff like that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, we, we, um, you can buy our shirts, uh, online at local 636.com. We have a pop-up shop that opens, uh, you have to follow us, you know, to find out when that happens. Uh, and then cozy shop on main street retails some of our clothing. Uh, and then we have some of our other merchandise. So we have like some coffee maps. You can see that beer map over there. Um, that's also in some various retailers around town. And I really like that aspect of the business because, um, that's helping us, but it's also helping that business because we wholesale that to the business for, you know, a percentage of what they sell it for. So they're getting this product and they're making money off of it. We're making money. They're making money. Um, the consumer in the end is wants it cause they bought it right. Anytime we load these up, these beer maps or coffee maps at like course or La Belle V they're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, cozy carries them too. Uh, but those are really popular and, that's another aim of local 636 is to try to generate, um, some, you know, some traffic, some revenue for local businesses. Um, so that helps with that too. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I love it, man. I, I really, uh, appreciate what you do and getting, you know, shining a light on our, our city, our community, yeah. our, you know, the greater, greater St. Charles County area. Yeah. It's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, man. Are you, uh, what's, uh, do you have like, a a 
Is there goals still? Like, do you have like a uh, some bucket list thing with this or anything? Four like local that? six three six. Yeah, just some stuff that you want. Uh, where do you envision taking this? Like, how? Yeah, and that's a good question. Do you have like uh, you ever think about that kind of stuff? Like, long I term? do. So I'll, I'll tell you a couple things. Um, and this is not to like toot a horn of any kind, but yeah, I, I'll tell you when we started. So we started this in twenty. What year is it? It's 2023 right now. Right. <laughs> we started this in January of 22. So we're not that old. Um, I told my business partners by the end of 2022, if we can get a beer collaboration, that would be awesome. Um, in February of 22, Dan trip with good news. I forget how he contacted me, but he's like, Hey, your logo is logo is really cool. And again, public art designed it. Um, I was like, yeah, it is. Thanks. He said that would look really good on a beer can. And well, Shut up. there you go. Yeah. So that, you know, th- this launched in April of last year. So we just passed the one year anniversary of this, but nice. so that was one of them. Um, having, having a, a six, three, six day was one of them. Um, and the story behind that goes like it was around the time of our beer launch. Actually, um, the city events planner emailed me. Uh, oh no, it was just after three, one, four day. Uh, she's like, Hey, what do you think about doing a six, three, six day? And I was like, funny that you asked that because I have a whole list of, you know, how I think it should go. I go, I just don't know if we have enough time. Cause it's like six weeks away. And again, credit to the city of St. Charles for helping us put that together. Right. Um, so that was one of them. Um, establishing June 3rd officially as six, three, six day is kind of next on our hit list. Now we did get it through the County council. We met with them last week uh, and they established June 3rd, 2023 is six, three, six day. So it is officially six, three, six day. We want to take it to the next level and get all the mayors on board and have it to where it's just every year right. instead of just June 3rd, 2023. Um, so establishing that um, is kind of the next goal. And then I think, I do have some bigger picture goals. I don't know how real or attainable they are. Um, one of them would be to have, to have the local six, three, six podcast network. So kind of how like the ringer has the podcast network. There's other, uh, you know, barstool obviously has like a podcast and media network. Um, I can see, um, a way, or I can see, a version of, of that for local six, three, six, where you, for example, could be part of the local six, three, six podcast network. And maybe that means, you know, you can record in the studio or I I don't know exactly how it looks, but essentially it would be if you are a St. Charles podcaster, it doesn't necessarily have to be about St. Charles, but you're, if you were a St. Charles podcaster, or if you have content about St. Charles, you know, that would fall under the local six, three, six kind of podcast network. I think that would be neat. Um, and then I think, um, yeah, just having it, having it be kind of synonymous with St. Charles, like, you know, when you think of St. Charles County, you think of local six, three, six, Yeah, that's, that would be my goal. So they're kind of more abstract. They're not really hard. Like boom, boom. You know, we don't, um, me and my partners don't really make any money right from local 636 i mean we get to do some cool stuff like we get to go to cool events and we get to plan this event and 
we get to host cool bands and um, we get to be a part of some really cool things, but we don't really make money. I say really, we don't make money at all. (laughs) And so, you know, that would be one of the goals is to get it to a point where it's generating some income for us. And so, yeah, Yeah. those things. So we got some goals still to accomplish, obviously, uh, some things, uh, I think it's going to be, like I said, it's exciting watching it grow and hopefully we'll, we'll hit some of these goals here soon. And, uh, I mean, you're already checking a lot of these off at a rapid pace, you know, with, uh, having, uh, yeah, it's kind of scary. Nothing. We need, we need some stuff left to do. Not that, no, I mean, I think, I think as we go and as we do more stuff, I think more goals will, you know, we're still trying to figure out what exactly this is and how it works and move move with a moving goalposts kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's constantly, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I feel, uh, I feel the same way, you know, as the goals constantly evolve and change whether through your personal life and with the business side of things. So, um, but I, I do think it's really neat that you, uh, have this, got this, the podcast, uh, going really well. And we got the business side of things. We got, uh, the, you know, big celebration, a six, three, six day now. And, um, yeah, man, it's just really cool to see. So yeah, thanks. You were saying along with, uh, the, uh, festivities, uh, you French, ta- uh, French town tattoos, yeah, French Town Tattoo Company is going to be doing some flash tattoos. Yeah. So um, they did it at an event at the Foundry Art Center, I think around Valentine's Day, and it was a huge hit. And so I uh, was talking with the guys there. I thought it would be cool to do outside, you know, because this this whole thing is like a it's a music festival, but it's a street festival, and it's supposed to have that kind of theme. Um, and the owner was like, yeah, we can do that. And then the guy who handles their events was like, no. And I was like, yeah, I didn't think you could tattoo outside. So uh, they're like, if you can find us a building to tattoo in. And so luckily enough, um, Mark and Melissa Hollander, who own La Belle V, uh, are renovating the building right next to it. And it's going to be called LBV2. Uh, and they're going to do, it's like an event place and some other stuff. But it's not really going to be all the way done by 636 day and god bless mark and melissa every time i have a crazy idea they're like <laughs> right. yeah let's do it so i was like hey uh you think we could tattoo in lbv2 on 636 day and they were like yeah uh mark's got sleeve you know sleeves and um so yeah they'll be set up there they'll be doing some flash tattoos um as well as our logo like our circle logo and I haven't decided how many, but we're going to pay for like f- maybe five or 10 people to get that. So if you're crazy enough to get our logo <laughs> tattooed on you, our circle logo, right. we will pay for it. Um, yeah. I'm not going to do it, <laughs> but I've had people tell me they'd do it. Yeah. Uh, I think Russo might've been uh, considering it. He's so, got quite a few. He does. And I think, you know, you get, you get so many where you're like, I don't really even care yeah. what it is anymore. You know? Um, so I have seen some people with some St. Charles tattoos though. Um, you were mentioning a buddy of yours has a RPP tattoo. Yeah. My fr- uh, friend of mine, Jennifer, she's got a whole, uh, she's got, it's on the same sleeve. She got a, a sleeve dedicated to St. Louis music and it's got, uh, Oh cool. Joel Colby on there. And, uh, what does it have? It, it's, uh, I think like his face, I think is an, I think there might be an ID, an ID and maybe his face. Or something. I forget now exactly. I'm assuming he knows about this. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we all have pictures with her and like in the art, and it's really, uh, it's really. I mean, when I first heard, I 
she goes to uh, Ink Spot out in Troy. Oh yeah, who's also super supportive of. I would say big ID yeah, supporters. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I got a text from Robbie that he was working on that, and I was like, "What the? F-? Like, are you serious? <laughs> like somebody's like tattooing my logo on their arm? Like, is it your logo or what? What is it? Yeah, it's the it's the older logo I used to ha- have. Yeah. Um, at the time. And, um, but yeah, it's just RPP on there. And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird feeling, man. Really? And like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, incredibly excited about it, but at the same time, it's like, I feel, uh, <laughs> like a little obligation now to keep going. Like, you know, yeah. like now she's got a tip, you know, permanently. On yeah. Her there's skin. some sense of like responsibility yeah, of like, right. Yeah. What's her name? Jennifer. Yeah. I gotta do this for yeah, Jennifer. Right. This episode's for her. Gotta keep yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, she's got all kinds of, of our favorites on her arm and it's, that's uh, cool. it's cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's the only one though. So I don't have, I don't, as far as I know, the only one that you know of, Yeah. but maybe we could add it to the French town tattoo company flash. List. There you go. Get you an RPP uh, tattoo. But you know, it is, uh, it's, it's a really a wild feeling on that it means something to somebody enough to, that, that they want to do that. Like, yeah, so. I think we, I think we have kind of the same thing as far as like people want to be part of something bigger than them, you know, and you've created this great community, uh, or yeah, you've created this great community of, you know, listeners and fans and followers that love the local music scene that, that tune in every week and that want to hear what's going on. And, yeah, I mean, people feel like they belong. They feel like they have some ownership in it, you know? Yeah. I think same with 636. Same with bands, really. Yeah. That's what bands do. Sure. You know, you create this community, and you know how many people have band tattoos? I have several, you know, because you, you want to feel like you're part of that group, and, like, you want to let people know, hey, this is this is what I love. This is what I believe in. And Right. Yeah, it's a cool feeling. What was your first band tattoo? My first band tattoo is my first tattoo ever. Yeah. And it's track one from Incubus's science album. Bonus points if you know it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the track is. <laughs> it's uh redefine. All right. Uh, so yeah, I was uh, I think I just turned eighteen and that song meant a whole lot. It still does. It's a song about um song about not being put into a box, not mm-hmm. having, you know, not having these limits put on yourself, kind of redefining what it means to be an X or an X or so for me, it's like, okay, yes, I'm an insurance agent, but like, that's not who I am. Right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Christian that goes to church, but I'm not defined by that set of, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm a music fan, but I'm not defined by that either. Right. I have these different levels that everybody does. Um, and so, yeah, that song is just talks about that and it's, you know, it's not Incubus's first CD, but it's their first real CD. And so you put it on and that song just kicks in and it's new metal and it's, it's fun and it's hard and heavy and yeah. just hit me, I guess. Right. <laughs> I heard, um, I listened to turbo on Sirius XM. And uh, the DJ Cat was saying something on there the other day about what's what's the uh, what song gets you emotional every time? Okay, and uh, and then she said hers is uh, or 
what yeah what song an album or what you know something like that but she yeah. goes mine is incubus uh and i think it was the not science or it was uh whatever anyway it was the song the song was wish you were here oh yeah that's from um it's not from make yourself it's from morning view i think yeah i think so yeah and um but she and she's talked about like that was like her wedding song or something she oh nice or something along those lines uh but anyway or her i think her whatever somebody her husband proposed during that to that that, or something like that Whatever it was, but yeah, anyway, it was just like, I thought that was kind of an interesting question, like, to think about, like, what, you know, whether it's happy or sad, which songs make you emotional, and obviously that seems like, maybe not emotional, is it really, but Redefine is one that really has a lot of significance for you. Yeah, not a, not emotional in the fact that I, like, get emotional, but yeah. emotional in the fact that, like, it it reminds me to to kind of live that out. You know what I mean? To not, to not be put into a box and to, to try new things and to, and to be kind of be yourself and be who, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't have to edit that. You can leave that in. No tattoos for you, but what same question to you, is there a song or an album that gets you an emotional? Cause for me, there's a lot. I mean, I couldn't even list them. For sure. I mean, most of them are, um, you know, they already have some sort of emotional connect tie to them for, for the artist, I think. So it's easy to kind of attach my story to lyrics. Sure. Um, but a lot of them have kind of took on different meanings throughout life. Um, yeah. there's one, uh, Will Hogue has, uh, is, is one of my favorite writers and he's got a song, um, and it's just like, uh, uh, about a kind of blue collar guy, you know, like, uh, it's called strong and actually ended up becoming a Chevy pickup truck commercial oh, for, cool. uh, for a while. Like, and now uh, you hate or love when that happens. Cause I'm like, damn it. That's uh, awesome. I mean, I, I'm for him. I was glad because like, I'm glad that more people are getting to discover his great music and stuff. So hopefully sure. that's the case. More people, um, you know, bigger shows for him and and everything else. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, that song strong, like, you know, I was like, always thought like, it sounded like a story about my grandpa kind of thing. And then like, oh, cool. and then, so when he passed, like it was even more emotional, yeah. you know, behind it. But, uh, and the same kind of thing, there's a song, um, Tyler Childers, uh, has, and, and he's talking about, uh, this woman and um, and they care, you know like buried her and and then he's her saying boys be 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 good boys be good and uh, it always like you know gets me uh, in the fields every time and yeah. you know, usually crying and stuff because I think about my mom and yeah. uh, stuff like that so there's a lot of these kind of things like that that that's uh, usually where music takes me like if I if if I allow myself to. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, like, you know, that's why I do love music and songwriters and especially ones that can make you feel like that. So it's like the universal language, man. It's, I mean, it connects all of us, I think, you know, because people from different backgrounds, from different parts of the world can feel the same thing from a song. Yeah. You know, 
people from all over can go to a concert. You got 20,000 people there that have different religious, political, financial situations, everything. Right. But, you know, when somebody sings that song, they're together. They're feeling the same thing. They're singing together. It is so cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love it. It's, it's, yeah, nothing like a live show. I, I mean, a live show, so, something, a song that may not make me teary eyed or something, seeing it performed live just amplifies that, especially if you hear other people oh, yeah. singing or if you see other people affected by it. Yeah. 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 Dude, there's like a real thing with all that, like the energy in a room mm -hmm. and like the, uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, that's something, you know, why I do what I do as much to go to as many shows yeah. as I do. And obviously I, I've seen your ticket stubs. Uh, you, you, uh, go to a lot of shows too. And for that same reason, but chasing that, chasing that feeling every yeah. time, man, like this is, there's something magical that happens in that room, uh, yeah. with the band, the energy and the, uh, the crowd of singing along everything, all of it. And yeah. Like it's, uh, um, you know, some are better than others, but then you, you keep chasing that high, like of that, that one that's like, man, that was an incredible night. Yes. That, that you keep it. still continue to talk about years and years and go by. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, there's something, I don't, it's hard to even talk about it cause I don't really know exactly what it is, but there's something happens in that room. So, yeah, man. And it's interesting. Like, uh, under oath is one of my favorite bands and they're, I don't expect many people to know who they are, but, um, I saw him at Furnace Fest in Birmingham a couple of years ago and it was a festival and it was at night. It was after a long day. So you got all these elements, right? People probably have been drinking all day or smoking all day or whatever. And it's at the end of the night. And I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, they're a, they're a metal screamo band, but they have some parts where Aaron Gillespie, their drummer sings and he's got the clean part, the clean vocals. And there's some of those parts where he sings where it's, you know, you can hear, the crowd singing and that was one of those magical experiences where it was like this is i the the power here could do anything you know mm -hmm. and then i saw them like a couple weeks ago at the pageant and it was on a tuesday night and it sucked oh yeah i mean they were good they were okay but i don't know what it was i don't know if it was the room i don't know if it was the fact that it was a tuesday you know the 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 balcony was closed um, I don't know if it was me. I don't know what it was, but right. it's, you know, same band, same songs, but just, yeah, different energy. And I, I don't know what it is either, but you're right. You're chasing it. Cause I'm hoping that that show at the pageant is going to be right. what I saw at the festival. Right. I want that same feeling and I didn't get it. And I was kind of pissed to be honest with you. I was like, that sucked. Yeah. It didn't suck. It was a great show, but it didn't live up to. Right. whatever they did the year before and i was like oh i've definitely had those nights too like you know there's especially when you've seen the same band multiple times mm -hmm. and of course you're naturally gonna compare it to a different one yeah and um but yeah i mean i also credit to that we're all we all go through where maybe like i said maybe it was you maybe it was them you never know you don't know what the yeah you just didn't have the right mix that night whatever well, was dead so, sober too yeah, so who right, i mean yeah. you know who knows if that played sure. into it or yeah i don't know uh but yeah i think it's a 
interesting uh, science experiment for sure. Trying to, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Well, uh, come on out again, uh, June 3rd, three o'clock music starts down there uh, with Steve Ewing and, uh, come on in and have a good time with us and celebrate all things local 636. Uh, again, click subscribe on the podcast and, uh, listen along with Ed and, uh, getting to know a little bit more about our community here and a little, and a couple of pretty good ones recently with like, uh, the, which I, you know, again, it's fun to discover new people or, you know, people uh, in our community doing sharing their stories about their job what they do like the um with the the 911 paramedic stuff oh uh, yeah kyle uh, yeah kyle Gaines. yeah, yeah. and um what was it uh and then um but just uh with the heating and cooling right oh yeah uh, yeah that, that episode's was, coming what, out tomorrow actually yeah. yeah so that's uh i saw that highlight and you know things like that like these are everyday people in our community yep. doing their job and yeah and sharing their stories about how they, you know, so I think that's cool, man. I think like, you know, it's a lot of fun just to meet and whether, even if it's virtually through the, uh, through a podcast and yeah. the speaker and stuff, but just getting to know a little bit more about these people. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Ed, this has, uh, been great and hopefully we can continue to work together and collaborate and make fun stuff happen for our city and, for sure. um, keep, uh, Keep spreading the good word, building up uh, this area and letting people know there's a lot of cool stuff in our city. So Definitely. But uh, thank you for spending some time with me today, and and uh, I'll see you soon, my friend. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.